Hi. Our- Hello. Welcome. I'm Miranda. Hi. I'm Aleda. And, and we're here. the sidekicks. Yay. Oh. Oh no, no, sorry. you're good. You're good. We should we should try and like say it together. Okay, let's try. Okay. And we're, we're the, the sidekicks. sidekicks. Oh no. <laughs> that was worse. Somehow harder. I don't know. We'll work on it, I think. <laughs> anyway. It. Welcome back, everyone. Oh my God. Uh, our logo. We need to have like a superhero persona for our logos. We do. Mine's going to have a mask. Yes. Do you want a mask? Of course I want a mask. Okay. Do you want like half mask, an eye mask? I think a domino, like a classic domino. A domino? Okay. Yeah. And I want to we'll do, do like the Wonder Woman pose. All right. I'm here for it. I like it. When I tried to do uh, theater in high school, like, that was how I would do my auditions. I would stand in like the Wonder Woman pose and like mm-hmm. one of the directors like called it my Peter Pan pose and I got very offended. He called it Peter Pan? She, she called it a Peter Pan pose and I'm like, I am Wonder Woman. I am projecting confidence. It's like a power pose person. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> got very offended. I would have been mad too. Like that's not what I was trying to do. And now I'm annoyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Well. We're back. We're here. We're last we left off. Yes. We were talking about Civil War. We left off at the ending or the beginning of the third issue. Um, And let's just hop back into it. So where Mm -hmm. we left off is that uh, we had a good discussion about um, secret identities because Peter Parker had just revealed his to the entire world in in a way to support the Superhero Registration Act. The U.S. Congress had just passed into law with the help of Tony Stark and his, well, mostly Tony Stark, but Reed Richards was in there and Hank Pym. Hank Pym. Him. Him. <laughs> Keep on. Him. Uh, it's, if it's easier to remember, he's the original Ant-Man. The Ant-Man. He's not Slash. the lovable Ant-Man from the movies. That's a different character. Yeah. He's like the old man. Yeah. Le- Yellow jacket. Yeah. Okay. So that's like their organization. And then the other stuff we covered was Captain America being underground and having like his own little like ragtag group of yeah. people, which includes like the Hell's Kitchen people. So um, Luke Cage, Daredevil. Danny Rand's Daredevil. Danny Rand's Daredevil, not the true <sighs> Murdoch. I forgot. See, I already was like garbage. I'm not keeping that in my brain. It's not canon. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, we're we're pretending like it's been a week, but in actuality, it's been twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's back to back, y'all. Um, all right, let's hop into it. So, the third issue, arguably for me, was the most good. <laughs> it's the one I enjoyed the most um, because, like, shit happens in this episode. In this one, that isn't just like it's moral. not exposition. Yeah, it's not like moral problems. It's not exposition exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start with. Um, they're they're getting the take of black panther and black panther's kind of like this is not my circus these are not my little animals that i have to like deal with this is not the u.s i'm not in the usa i'm in wakanda um y'all are doing some weird shit over there and i think reed richards is like over there trying to get him to to like join the cause and he's like no i will remain neutral yeah he's like you're in wakanda like what the fuck (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, and then um so this is kind of like the part where they're all they're kind of like trying to get more heroes on the side of the registration act so mm-hmm. reed richards is talking to black panther black panther's like yo you should go to your wife 
and he ignores him. Then yeah. we switch over to Iron Man. It's it's yeah. like so one of the things that gets talked about in like the extended issues, but less so in the actual Civil War comics themselves, is that the caped community is actually really small. Like a majority of these superheroes operate in New York area. Mm-hmm. You know, and so all of them know each other. And that includes Black Panther, who like knows everybody in like the New York superhero scene. And he's like asking after Johnny Storm because it's like, I know this guy, I've worked with this guy. Like, how is he doing? Mm-hmm. You know, how's your brother in law doing? And then Reed Richards is just like, ah, look he's at all the technology and also coma. the jungles. Like, oh my God, <laughs> he's such an ass. He's the worst. We also, last week, we also came out as an anti Reed Richards group. <laughs> yeah so read richard antis there we go that's us yeah so he's just like not he's not attentive to his family he's really like like gun-ho about this like registration mm-hmm. ad he's like very excited because there's a whole lot of t- new technology technology coming through mm-hmm. stark is also like a genius right so like there's a lot of like stuff moving forward that does not get explored but it does get talked about in like his geekiness and no mm-hmm. knock on the geekiness it's just like you can't be an asshole too or you can be an asshole, but you're going to get called out for being an asshole. So. It's it's the fact that, like, he's not looking at any other side of the issue. He's just freaking out about, like, oh, man, it's so cool. We built a super prison. Yeah. Who cares that my friends are in it? Yep. Who cares? Not me. It's their fault. It, it, it's this whole idea of, uh, it's like the Jurassic Park movies, you know? Like, you were so wrapped up in the fact that you could do this. You didn't stop to question if you should do this. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly it's very much that except people are asking him those questions and he's like no yeah, and he's like I don't look care. look there's a trolley <laughs> gosh yeah so very like squirrel energy but with technology yeah. you know we have dr strange who has uh has decided to abstain from the decision entirely uh he has decided to fast for 40 days oh yes it's you know he won't give an answer and then you have like the ex people who um tony stark is meeting with like emma frost and tony's like trying to be all like well you know are the x-men gonna help us on this and she's like fuck you like we're gonna stay out of it we're gonna live on our stupid fucking little reservation and we're not gonna ask any questions and he's just like well don't you care about dead children he's like and she's just like don't you care about dead children yeah, she pulls up, what about all these dead kids that you didn't mm-hmm. help protect? And he's like, mm, it's not the same. Yeah, which that's <laughs> a reference to like the House of M storyline. Mm, okay, for sure. You know, where and were this... you when our babies were burning? Yes, which solid question, man. If you're trying to ask, if you're using that argument, like get ready for that counter argument. Yeah. Um. So X-Men kind of get like pulled out of the storyline because <laughs> they're like, nope. Mark Miller's like, we're not we're not doing that that's really why that happens they just we're not involving them in this story um mm-hmm. because they had their own things going on with their own series yeah um in this little series you do also get their new identities which made me laugh so we get captain america gets a new identity he is a security cop and they give him like they give him like super stereotype things so like he has a mustache like a crew cut <laughs> yes a crew cut like he looks like he looks like a mall cop oh Uh, he's paul blart with minus 200 pounds yes he's (laughs) i guess 200 pounds of muscle uh hercules he's an it consultant and that one made me laugh because he has like the clear (laughs) glasses the clear frame glasses yeah polo on a little watch 
Yeah, a little ponytail. Yeah. Uh, Daredevil is an engineer, and they kind of try to nerd him up a little bit. But this he one, looks like a small has- man in a sweater vest. Yeah, and then he has like horn horn rimmed glasses, <laughs> and then Goliath is Rockwell, Rockwell, and he is a community outreach worker. He's the only. <laughs> he looks like a youth one. pastor. <laughs> yes, he looks like a black youth pastor. <laughs> yes. So it's, they're they're it's right. funny. That part is like a nice little like mm-hmm. comedic break of what's it's going on. It's a moment of levity and then it never becomes relevant again because they never use these secret identities. <laughs> no, it's literally just them like at a diner talking about mm-hmm. it and then they get like called to Griffin Meyer mm-hmm. chemicals and blah blah blah. They show up and what is it? An ambush. Yeah. And who's there? Everyone they're supposed to be fighting. So mm-hmm. Iron Man, She-Hulk, the thing. Well, the Fantastic Four, um, some other heroes. Miss Marvel, you know. Did you say Miss oh, right. Marvel? You might have said it already. No, I didn't. I was like other heroes because yeah. I could not identify uh, them. In Miss Marvel's comic book tie-ins, like with this, uh, mm-hmm. she becomes like kind of super fascist-like. <gasps> yeah. And oh. so like you don't get that because she doesn't say anything in this entire like arc. Mm-hmm. Like in this entire seven issue, like book, she doesn't seem to say anything, but in her like tie-ins for the crossover, like she becomes super authoritarian. So she's like in support of like super in support of the registration. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like to the point where like, she gets kind of uh zealot levels of support. Oh no. Yikes. Yeah. She doesn't talk. She's just here to look hot, honestly. So you get this little standoff. It's Iron Man and Captain America. Like, mm-hmm. why won't you be on my side? Why would you be on my side? They trick each other basically or captain america tricks uh iron man i mean it's like yeah. the the entire concept of this ambush is like i would say in terms of from like a, an ethics standpoint like it is super unethical the fact that they engineer a crisis to lure out people who are genuinely trying to help others yeah you know to ambush them like that's it's they're ethically in the wrong and we never explore that because Miller's not interested in that. No, he's like, big fight now. Yeah. Um, which is exactly what happened. So like to kind of level the playing field, um, Captain America shakes his hand and he shocks Iron Man. He empties him basically. Yeah. So boom, ensue the fight. That happens. He mm-hmm. lands one punch into him. I think Elias turns big sized and so does Yellow Jacket. And there's just a, a lot of panels of fighting. Honestly, they're really cool looking. This is the one where we get like a crotch shot of Spider-Man. Oh yeah, it's a big old a crotch split. shot. Yeah, splits in the air. The point of view is his butt. Mm-hmm. A lot of fighting, a lot of fighting. There's a point made that Iron Man's recorded every punch he's ever thrown, that Captain America's ever thrown, so he can counter everything. Fight, fight, fight. He beats the shit out of him. And then, boom, Thor comes through. What the fuck? It's Only a really cool It's panel. not Thor. It's not Thor, but you don't know yet. You just yeah, know it's, it's Thor's here. Again, the ethics of this never get questioned. And it's really fucking frustrating because in this point <laughs> in history, Thor is missing. Like Thor is missing and presumed dead. And so they see Thor and it's like this big shocker. Like he has not been in the comics and it's this big shocker. It's like, yeah, Thor is back. And they're like, hey, what's up, man? And then he doesn't respond to them at all. And that's because... It is not Thor. It is a weird robot clone of Thor that mm-hmm. Hank Pym, um, I get less Hank Pym. Uh, I mean, some of Hank Pym, Hank Pym, Tony Stark and Reed Richards 
cooked up in a lab. He is Frankenthor. Yeah. And it's like the ethics of cloning somebody of, of not just cloning somebody without their permission, but cloning a friend without their permission and turning him loose on their other friends. Yes. So we get this badass panel of just Thor surrounded in lightning Mm -hmm. and then questions of Thor. He starts fucking going off. He starts beating the shit out of her. He hits somebody in the face with the, with the, um, hammer. Mm -hmm um freaking honestly at this point like the way um captain america is drawn he looks like animal not animalistic but he just looks like really hurt his like suit super ripped up because he's getting the shit beat out of him mm-hmm. um Which again what is his suit made of cotton ex- exactly and his counterpart that he's fighting is in an iron suit i don't know if it's actually iron but very strong metal mm-hmm and it continues the fight just continues there's like some cool scenes they're fighting and this is like i think you can kind of tell like okay this is why we wanted to write this because there's a whole lot of like pretty images in this and then we get this this is like the the turning point of it they're trying to escape with captain america and thor says i don't think so and shoots goliath through the stomach um killing him yeah it is the emotional climax of the story. Mm-hmm. It's the turning point, you know, like it is, it's, it sets up everything that happens afterwards. Yeah. It's yeah. Emotionally. Like, I think that's where you're like, oh shit, this is like serious. And there's a few points for me in the book where it feels that way, where they're like kind of setting it up in the last issue. Mm-hmm. Or I think it was in this earlier in this issue where they're talking, when Stark is talking to the X-Men to emma right emma frost yeah he she refuses to register because they're already technically registered and they're living like in their plot of land then mm-hmm. he's like okay we'll neutralize them anyway which i was like damn relax and then <laughs> this comes through and you're like okay yeah like it's serious this is like a war it's not just like civil war because it's cute and then he gets shut down sue's sue comes through and like kind of saves her asses she takes care of them so they can get away right yeah, is it's this is like the moment when like the tide shifts. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very much, I think, kind of set up before this that like Captain America is whether you think he's in the right in the grand scheme, like in terms of his own moral compass, he's absolutely in the right. You know, he is still fighting the good fight. He is still focusing on limiting damage and on capturing supervillains and on helping civilians, you know, mm-hmm. but he's not going to do it under the terms of being registered. Whereas all these other heroes are still trying to do these things, but they are trying to be registered. Mm-hmm. And then the pro registration forces set up a dirty trick. Yeah. And it gets taken too far. And then they murder somebody, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's. They're like weapon murder someone. Cause it's no, not. It's that I, yeah. I well, have no, no, no. very I mean, like, strong they... opinions about the fact that like they try and be like, oh, well, the Thor clone killed him. It's like, no, no, no. who made the Thor no, clone? No, no. Who who decided yeah. this was a great idea? Exactly. And like, that's like my point. It's not even like mm-hmm. they were killed in the heat of battle between two like sentient beings. It was mm-hmm. they built a weapon that they mm-hmm. unleashed, basically like a sentinel. And then it murders, it kills someone of the of the opposing side who is their friend. Because like you said, they're all like very, they all know each other at least. Yeah, it's, um, it's a small community. Yeah. So you get this, this cool scene, they're leaving, they kind of escape. This is like, it reveals that 
Richards is the one in charge because he's the one that like says the code mm-hmm. to shut him down. And then Susan, understandably, is like, don't even fuck talk, don't even look at me. Actually, yeah. do not even try to look at me. And then they're working on the little robot or the big robot. And it's weird because it is like it's unclear because he's like a clone, but he is a robot. So it's he's both. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's an android. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not like the phone. <laughs> not like the phone no he is like a robot yeah. uh and then you know like honestly captain america almost got like annihilated too like his jaw was like fucked mm-hmm. up um so he's recovering they kind of go underground again there's a memorial service for goliath and he died like supersized so they have to bury him supersized and like right of course tony's like i paid for the plots it's the least i can do i'm like okay bro i guess it is the least you can do i hope you're doing more yeah. And it's, again, like, that's where like, it's this really bad take of it's like, well, you know, cops kill people. And it's like, it's not the same, you know, like mm-hmm. you set him up to begin with, like you set them up to capture them. You know, he, yes, he was breaking the law, but is it a law that's worth killing over? Right. You know, it, it's, any. and that's something that like in 2006, I don't think we were having this conversation but in 2022, we are definitely having this conversation in terms of what is acceptable force look like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I think we've, yeah. I think at least like the American people have very calmly come down and like acceptable force does not look like just killing people because they disagree with you. Yes. And um, yeah. And the point that the, there's like a little part in the book that it's a dialogue mm-hmm. between Miriam Sharp, the woman, the mother of one of the kids that got killed in mm-hmm. the original bombing that starts this whole thing. Um, she's the one that like like accepts kind of his apology, but she's not in a position to accept that apology or to accept that like offering from Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. She's the one that's like, oh, well, you know, like um, Goliath knew that what he was doing was breaking the law and it was desi- designed to save people's lives. If he'd only gotten legitimate, he'd still be alive. And there's there's like a, a direct comparison of like, well, it's kind of like mm-hmm. you're more you're no more at fault than a cop that could be blamed for shooting a punk who pulls a gun on him. It's not the same. He wasn't, yeah. It's not the same. And even with that scenario, we need to still be asking questions. That is not a black and white answer. Mm-hmm. We know that. And there's definitely conversations that are happening and continue to happen and need to be need to be had about like what police brutality looks like um so reading this now is kind of like okay well that's not a good argument first of all second of all it's not your fucking family because i'm sure the like superhero people apologize Mm -hmm. to you and you didn't accept it yeah well it's also like it's it's this is his this is goliath's funeral like this is bill i think Mm -hmm. bill foster is his name bill foster yeah we don't see any of his family no like all the people that we see in this funeral are like superheroes yeah and then this lady which like I don't know why she's there which it's I think it's really telling that like in this story that uh, that where the mother of a victim is a is a large character and is like the plot motivator of Mm -hmm. Tony Stark we Mm -hmm. don't see any of Bill Foster's family like I don't know anything about him I don't know if he had like a spouse or if he had kids or if he had parents or anything like that, but it's like, we know that one exists because they mention it, but we don't see them. We don't see this impact on them because at the end of the day, he, his death, he's just a plot device. Yeah, he is. And it's unfortunate because as 
as always you know it's, it's the same way we never character. see damien's face <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like, these just people kinda... as characters don't matter because they're just plot devices for the story that miller wants to tell right and then there's you know she gives the she gives like a she gives tony stark a little toy mm-hmm. of iron man that was her son's favorite toy or whatever which is inappropriate yeah and like, then everything she says is inappropriate for the moment she attends like the funeral of someone she did not know who died because of this political act that she believes in mm-hmm. and i'm not saying she needs to stop believing in like this act like that's her decision mm-hmm. but she had no business being there yeah um so that's that scene they kind of cast out onto peter parker and then we get probably my favorite part which is <laughs> sue reading the shit out of reed i was like yes sue let's go you've been holding on to this i don't know why you're so mad i'm sure there's like red flags all over this mm-hmm. and we will talk about it but she basically writes out a whole letter basically saying like hey reed um i'm not happy i'm ashamed of you particularly you yep um and uh, and and me for supporting it mm-hmm. um and i'm out i'm out this bitch i'm gonna go be with cap obviously i'm gonna be underground so i cannot take these children with me but uh-huh. just so you know your hands are soaked in bill foster's blood and i was like right. it's i mean part of like part of the rawest part of this letter is that that's why i've left them in your care and beg you to give them the time you have so often denied them in the past yes <laughs> i am here for this soup yes yeah sorry i'm reading the rest of it yeah uh, so she basically like hooks them up she's like here's our last dinner together we're gonna bone you better appreciate it this is i did this on purpose so our last memory is not just fights um even in my hatred of or not hatred in my anger i'm thinking of you mm-hmm. and then she's like fix it bye right which i appreciate because he did cause this all right so that's like the whole scene i see where you're talking about the child being i thought it was a crib it's the cage for sure we switch over to the Avengers Towers. Um, and this is like, obviously, so Bill Foster has been killed. He's been laid to rest. And now a lot of the pro-registration people are falling out. They're like, no, no, no. This is not what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, is that like, it's, it, it goes back to like that, the redefining what a supervillain is, is that their superheroes are supposed to handle supervillain threats, right? Well, the definition of a supervillain has been changed to someone who's breaking the law. Yeah. And it's like, that isn't what they initially signed up for. And they have seen that the natural conclusion of that is like, okay, well, if you're fighting people in mass who are breaking the law, you know, they've seen it taken to where it became a capital crime. You know, when Bill Foster dies, it is a capital crime to break this law. And it's no longer just like a quiet thing of like, oh, if you get caught, you're going to be arrested. It's straight up like he died and it was an acceptable death. Mm-hmm. Like you are a cat, like a casualty, right? Just, yeah oh well you should have been following the law mm-hmm. um and then this is kind of where you get the introduction of they they're now sorry shield is now working with super villains yeah it's shield's version of like the suicide squad yeah so they're like for hire catch the people who are not registered mm-hmm. and i think that's where that issue ends yeah yeah and we're on to five and we get a a time jump yeah. you know we get a variant color of the punisher because he's in this yeah 
and yeah so time jump we're in it uh we're we're at sue escaping leaving with the human torch her brother mm-hmm. um and flaming these fools mm-hmm. get out of there they escape successfully um we go to the stark tower from there and let's see what's going on oh okay so he's supposed to meet with somebody i forgot who it's not really important but he's supposed to meet with somebody but this is where we get a standoff with spider-man yeah so uh in the tie-in ones i believe in like the spider-man tie-ins one of the things that happens is that you have spider-man who is i would say like a morally good hero like it's just everything that spider-man does he is just trying his best to be a good person Mm mm-hmm and so that's why he signs up with this is he is like trying to be a good person. He's trying to do what's going to be best for the little guy. Mm-hmm. Well, in like the tie-ins, one of the things that happens is Tony Stark shows him their super prison. Like he takes him to like the 42, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the 42. And he's like, holy shit. Like this is like, this is a detention center. Like this is, um, I don't remember entirely all that happens again. Like this was more than a decade ago. This was not included in like the volume I got from the library. Mm-hmm. It's not in this either. Yeah. But he describes it to a, he describes it to a content uh, as to a concentration camp. Like that's the moment when like Superman, when Spider-Man decides to defect. Okay. Cause it's like, so oh, you- we're the bad, we're the baddies. <laughs> yeah so honestly it sounds like the like tie-in uh episodes tie-in issues deal with like bigger problems and this one is just kind of like an overview but again this was like a limited series and it was mm-hmm. like supposed to be over the summer even though it got delayed so much that it wasn't over the summer um so what we get instead is like a discussion between tony stark and mm-hmm. spider-man and it's less of a discussion more of a fight so we see it's a mirror like i would say it's a direct mirror to the discussion that um captain america and maria hill have Mm -hmm. like it's a direct mirror to that where it's very much like maria hill is the aggressor and captain america is just like coming to terms with the fact that like i can't agree with this you know whereas in this one iron man is the aggressor and spider-man is coming to terms with like i can't agree with this yeah and iron man definitely has some low blows he's like well it's too late what about may what about mary jane like you fucked up uh he's like i'm disappointed in you yeah and spider-man's like i'm more disappointed myself and we get these really cool panels of like him dodging Mm -hmm. the lasers and then he smashes into the glass like a bug (laughs) yes and he's like uh those are people proof right yeah it's just like it's reinforced glass like what'd you think was gonna happen here buddy yeah and then he gets shot at Mm -hmm. and that's what that's what breaks the glass and then he kind of falls out of the window and then shield kind of takes over from there they release their suicide squad to go hunt down spider-man in the sewers Mm -hmm. and it's you know the direct ethics of working with supervillains. yeah they beat the shit out of him and they like Mm -hmm. explode him yeah like Uh, yeah gonna kill him (laughs) yeah we get panels showing it um there's very Mm-hmm. uh not gruesome but detailed like he looks beat up um they explode him and then i do think he gets rescued though he gets right rescued by, by the punisher by the punisher yeah and the punisher's whole shtick is he's like the punisher yeah it's i it, i don't know a lot about the character like i read the punisher tie-in for this i don't remember much mm-hmm. of it but i do remember is that like he's a very damaged individual <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and he, yeah, like he doesn't have a moral compass. He just does what needs to be done. Like he has a moral compass, but it's not one we would understand. Oh, for sure. So it's, like it's, it's very individual. Yeah, is it's very much like he's a he's a former uh, he's a veteran. His mm-hmm. family gets very much murdered, and he just kind of snaps and is just like, "Well, I'm just gonna kill a bunch of people." Yeah, he doesn't draw a line at murder. Um, yeah. Like it's he is uh, anti-registration act, but like he doesn't he's not anti for the same reason everyone else is like he's anti because they're working with thieves and murderers. <laughs> like that's yeah, his yeah. option. Yes. <laughs> when they so- lose the moral right, like that's when he's like, like he's he's anti-registration act because Captain America is anti-registration act, but he doesn't actually do any do anything major until this happens and then he's like i'm gonna fight like with you and it's in it's very clear in his tie-in that he is only really there because of captain america because he's got like that hero worship of the guy that like punched nazis in the face okay <laughs> but For he's sure. also so, a loose cannon and a mad dog a loose cannon uh yeah that's a fair way of of explaining it i think um so blah blah blah. we see that sue and johnny are in hiding they're married instead of being brothers and sister whatever they kind of make a point to joke about it and then we get a big panel of frank castle walking in with spider-man all beaten up and bloody Mm -hmm. and then you know 911 spider-man is hurt let's get him together and people like the punisher and then this is kind of a point where we see that like captain america accepts the punisher coming in even Mm -hmm. though he is a loose cannon like i'm sure they would not be friends given any other circumstance i think it's like this is kind of the point where like captain america loses the plot like he loses the reasons he's fighting yeah you know it's up prior to this like he has like the righteousness, like he has the moral right. Yeah. And then after the death of Goliath, he gets so invested in beating the enemy that it is no mm-hmm. longer about like protecting the people and limiting damage. Yeah. It kind of turns to like an eagle fight. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. Yeah, daredevil being arrested. Not daredevil gets arrested. <laughs> Not daredevil. <laughs> the pretender. I'm- the pretender gets arrested because he sucks uh and this is like the line that miranda had um, mentioned in the other episode where he gets arrested he mm-hmm. he calls he i didn't understand this line i was supposed to look it up and i fucking did it he had this is so gross he mm-hmm. had a silver dollar under his tongue the whole mm-hmm. time he was getting arrested disgusting yeah and then he hands it to tony sark and says gets that's 31 pieces of silver you've got now huh and I was like, what? I don't know what, because 31's like bolded. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Oh, um, it is. So Daredevil, like Matt Murdock is very, very Catholic. Yes. Like that's part of his character. This is not Matt Murdock, I don't think. But either way, Daredevil is a very Catholic superhero. Uh-huh. And so the whole point is uh, Judas was paid, I think it was like 30 or 31 pieces of silver to betray Jesus. Oh, okay. So Judas Iscariot was paid all the silver to betray Jesus. And that's the reason Jesus was put on this cross and all that. And so it's, he's, it is arguably one of the rawest lines in the entire story. Mm-hmm. He tells him sleep well, Judas. Yeah. And that's where that issue ends. I think he, he gives it. That's like, I remembered it as him spitting the silver dollar at him, but obviously that didn't happen. I just made that up. 
I like your memory more. He does get, in your defense, in like the first issue, he does get spat at mm-hmm. by Miss Sharp. Yeah. Okay, now we're we're on to the sixth issue, and we're in Arizona, and we're seeing some heroes. We're seeing, I think, heroes that have aligned with shields. They're like testing and training them. Yeah, um, it's uh, part of the plan that like the the three smart white guys made. <laughs> yeah, the super smart ones. <laughs> yeah, is that like. Um, is that every single state would have their own super team. And so one of the things that they talk about, but doesn't really get explored in this is that like, I want to say like, they've been creating new heroes. Like there's Thor who is absolutely artificially created, but there's other people like they have branding that's going into them to make them fit like their state. It's this idea that it's like, oh, well, it's each, these are the kind of people that this state could root for. Mm-hmm. you know again completely ignoring the idea of like well who's going to who's going to protect like the people that don't fit you know who who can't use normal services mm-hmm. again that question not asked at all and then I think this also happens in it I believe there's also a, a drafting that happens oh wow where that's where like the superhero registration act like that's where like the whole caveat of it's not superheroes that have to register it's anyone with like a metahuman ability yeah you know if it's like well you know if you're just a pastry chef who also can shoot lasers why should you have to register but it's illegal for them not to register so they register because they're just normal ass people trying to live their lives and then all of a sudden they have shield showing up saying you know it'd be real nice if you put on a mask and came to work for us Yes. So it, it effectively can be used as a draft. Yeah. As well. So like the baker with lasers in his eyes. Yeah, that, that doesn't actually happen. That's just an example. No, I know. Yeah, but like to continue the example, that can they can get pulled to become like a shield agent. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. like previously, mm-hmm. like they never had the desire to be a super anything. Like they're just living their life, maybe using their eye lasers every now and again to make a cake cook faster. Right. Interesting. Okay, cool. So we're seeing all that. Uh, we see that they're operating on like the Thor replica, which uh, again, to point out R- Richards is um, fuckery. He says, hmm, a little late for Bill Foster with the blocker in his head should stop him from killing anyone when we go for the big push. So you know, they're setting something up, but also like, yeah, it's a little late. It's your fault. It's late, bro. What the fuck? Like you meddled with something you shouldn't have meddled with. Uh, I just want Thor to come through and like kick his ass. That uh, happens. It doesn't happen in this book, but uh, when Thor does uh, get revived and come back, when he finds out about the Thor clone, <gasps> like he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my God. Yes. That's what I, the story I want to read. Uh, the Punisher's breaking into the area. Yeah. And then we get this like weird breakaway with Atlantis. Yeah. And Sue Namor, is just- the un- or the, oh fuck, I forgot what his name. His name is Namor something. It just seems so awkwardly placed to me that I was like, I don't know exactly what is going on, except Sue's supposed to look hot. It's something that takes place within sort of the larger context of the Marvel universe. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, we're going to, if you want to explain it, go ahead. Okay. There is a point in time before she marries Reed Richards where she just leaves him. Like she just straight up leaves him. Like it was, uh, I think it originally happens in like the seventies. 
because again, Marvel exists very much in the real world. And so uh, in the seventies, they had a bunch of things that were dealing with things like women's lib Mm -hmm. and all that. And so she was very like trying to very active in the feminist movement in the 1970s and Reed Richards is the fucking worst (laughs) and is like, Oh, "Oh, just take care of the children. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, and so she leaves him, like she just straight up leaves his ass. And during that period in time, um, she ends up dating Namor and Namor is kind of like this weird anti-hero in the Mm -hmm. Marvel world of Mm -hmm. he's like a mutant that doesn't really age, but he's also like half Atlantean. It's weird. I don't entirely understand him, but at one point, like he's very like, like he's an asshole, but he's like a simp for Sue Storm. Like major Sue Storm simp. Jesus. Yeah. And and so that's what they're referencing of she's the one that gets sent to talk to him to try and like recruit him into their final battle. And that's why Mm -hmm. he's all lazing off on his thorn as he heard like, oh, my ex is coming to visit. I got to look super hot and like things are going well for me. (laughs) He's like definitely flexing his abs. Bring me, bring me my nice Speedo. (laughs) It's a new Speedo. He's got a cape. It flows. Yeah. The whole lot. He's basically uh-huh. like, I know you still love me, but whatever. He's like, the sexual tension between us has not faded. <laughs> so a wee bit misplaced, but I guess it makes sense knowing the context. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of, you know, they're figuring it out. They're, you know, it's building to this big battle. They're trying to figure out how many numbers, like what their numbers are, how many heroes they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the- Superman's back in his old school costume because he used to be in his other his iron man costume oh something i forgot to mention so tigra is like recording them while the castle frank castle comes in she's a spy yeah that's that's the only reason she's there is that she is um a a spy like feeding information to tony stark yeah so that's that was i just forgot to mention it mm-hmm. um they're talking about it's, it's not relevant about. it doesn't mean anything no it's really like there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the reveal is also, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Could have been done better, but okay. Whatever. Yeah. I think Frank kills people. He kills supervillains, right? Yeah. Is They're talking about how, like, they're going to invade the Prison 42, whatever it's called, to mm-hmm. get all of their people back because they don't have numbers right now because they've been being arrested. Mm-hmm. You know, all that. And they're all talking about like the final push. Like there's going to be like a final fight between the two sides. It's going to win or take all, which yeah. is dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. If, if Hamilton has taught me anything, it's that it's better to fight a war of attrition. Yes. yes. And so what happens is that the supervillain community is not really explored at all, but they have a vested no. interest in what happens because again, it's not superheroes that have to register. It's superpowered beings. Yes. Which, you know, like means it's not just illegal for them to be breaking laws, which they're already doing. It's illegal for them to exist without being registered. Yes. And so they show up and being like, we would like to like establish, we would like to extend an olive branch. We want to work with you. We can give you more numbers, all that. And then before Captain America can make a choice on it one way or the other and potentially like sully his moral cause, the Punisher shoots them because again, the Punisher is unhinged. His entire point is it's like he's he punishes thieves and murderers by killing them. Yes. <laughs> and that's exactly what he says. He he kills them. Yeah. Uh he gets fucking a good ass left hook. 
And then he just says they were bad guys, caps, thieves, and killers. And then he gets a swift kick to the fucking jaw. It's uh, this whole thing of like, like Frank Castle's crazy. Like he's a damaged yeah. individual. He's legitimately like there something went wrong in his head. Mm-hmm. And I think this panel like really showcases that in terms mm-hmm. of like, he didn't do it to be an asshole. He genuinely thinks like that's the right thing to do. Like these and killers should be shot on sight. Like that is his genuine belief. And he's got like this weird kicked puppy look as like Captain America is beating him down for it. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, I guess the ship be at him. Cap pulls his punch. He tells him to, to, to throw him in like a little mm-hmm. jail or whatever and burn his guns. Yeah. Boom, move forward. We're at Sanford, Connecticut, and there's a garden built for the children's honors. And then we cut over to Dr. Strange because what the fuck? We haven't heard about him for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see, I think, the Watcher guy come through yeah. again. They're talking about like the great burden of being a witness. <laughs> yeah, so he's... They're both like not going to intervene, basically. I don't think the Watcher can really intervene because his whole thing is to be like a note taker, a scribe, right, of history. Yeah. And Doctor Strange is also like, I'm not getting involved with my mankind. I just want everything to be good. So I'm mm-hmm. in solidarity, fasting. He sends thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Uh, while that's happening. And then we have the super fight. Another super fight at the 42 place. Mm-hmm. We walk in looking cool. Yep. We have some dialogue, but it's basically them like, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Right. Okay, whatever. We have enough people to fight you now. So let's just fucking fight if we're going to do this. And then we get a cool panel of everyone like getting ready to fight. And boom, we're at, that's where it would end. Yeah. And then boom, we're on the, the seventh and final issue, which is the fight. Yep. It's, this is, it's all, all of this, all of this. Everything this. we read was just for this fight. Yeah, and it's not. I don't want to shit on anyone's fun because I really like fight fight scenes. I think they're really cool. I think they're fun. I think it it explores like faults and stuff and failures within like either mechanisms or strategies or like the human component of not being able to like land the last throw. It's not really a knock on combat, but this is like this this comic asks so many questions and then it just kind of leaves it unanswered for this fight even though we've seen three or four really big fights already um so yeah we get this fight they're trying to trap them in there i believe because they're at the 42 site the penitentiary which is like at rikers island apparently because he told it's in a separate dimension Um, oh Oh. it's in a separate dimension but a portal for it is in rikers science yeah that's part of like the moral question of like throwing people into like prison 42 or whatever it's called you know, mm-hmm. of like it is, uh, it's roughly comparable to in in DC and in the Injustice series when mm-hmm. uh, Superman is throwing everyone into the Phantom Zone. Oh, <laughs> out of the movie. I'm sorry. Um, so fight, 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 fight. Okay, Cloak has to transport them out of there because they are gonna get locked there, I believe. Mm-hmm. He literally drops them over New York. And then everyone has to grab a grab a drops buddy. Drops them like they're flying. It's like grab a flyer buddy and try not to die. Right. Um, and so now this fight has been taken to New York City, and they're mm-hmm. fucking going off. Can I can I tell you my favorite joke? Yes. Okay. So my favorite joke in this entire book 
right? Is yeah. Spider-Man is like, he's flip-flopping around doing acrobatics, like kicking people in the face. Cause that's what he does. And like mm-hmm. Reed Richards is watching him and he says, amazing. And then Spider-Man returns with spectacular. And, and that is, a, <laughs> yeah. And it's a joke because there's two different Spider-Man runs and one of them is the amazing Spider-Man and the other one is the spectacular Spider-Man. <laughs> I like that. There are moments of like, LOL in mm-hmm. this. Um, that's it's my favorite great. joke. Thank you. <laughs> the whole book is okay just for that joke. Yes. Um, so we're continuing the fighting. We find out that the uh, name, the Poseidon guy, Namor. whatever his name are, he comes in and he is no he longer brings... in his speedo. He's in like a much cooler, like black scaled ensemble. Yes, it's a jumpsuit. We're here for it. Golden yeah. cutlets, golden belt. It's eyebrows done. <laughs> Jet black hair. We're coming in. He has his his entourage. They're blue people. Um, they're here to fight too. They have like respirators because they're Atlanteans, so they're used to the ocean. Yep. Uh, and then we see Thor again. Not Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor comes through. Right. Um, and then there's more fighting again. We're back to Iron Man and Captain America. Vision comes in and levels the playing field. He kind of like breaks Iron Man's suit for a, a small time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hercules comes in and starts handling the fake Thor. They keep fighting. Uh, Sue and Reed kind of have a a moment, and this is what I'm talking about with like the stupid tears because like she has a tear on her ass, mm-hmm. and like her shoulder was just like okay, whatever, I guess. Right, um, like what caused that? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Caught, they were falling unless she got caught on a building. Right. Just scraped uh, her, body, her butt. <laughs> yes. So they're continuing to fight. Hercules grabs the fake hammer. I can't say it, but he hits the hammer. He kills the clone robot. Mm-hmm. Continues, continues. Iron Man's kicking the shit out of, uh, excuse me, Captain America is kicking the shit out of Iron Man. They're still fighting. And what happens? Who stops Captain America from killing Iron Man? The all civilians. the fucking first responders yes <laughs> there's like a firefighter there's a police officer in there i think there's like a sanitation worker in there <laughs> he looks like a milkman um it's all of the first res- the civil servants of new york <laughs> yeah and then he iron man's like i'm not trying to hurt not excuse me captain america is like i'm not trying to hurt you and then one of the the regular people is like that's a joke haven't you seen you're hurting us or whatever already and then it's like a, a panel of an overshot of new york and it is destroyed mm-hmm. and then this is where i'm like okay Captain Marie is like oh my god what did i do oh no he takes his mask off mm-hmm. and then he puts he extends his arms to be handcuffed and he gets he he tells everyone to to stand down even though they were winning blah 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 and then i don't know we get fucking reed richards talking to us right which i don't care about it's and that's like the end of the fucking thing and then it's like the epilogue kind of so there's like one two pages two Mm -hmm. pages i'm telling y'all there's like five pages of fighting and then Mm -hmm. two pages of just kind of like exposition about what happened so the initiative kind of adjusted not everybody needs to be registered but each state will have at least one superhero registered to them yeah, they, it's, it, all of them have to register, but oh. every state has an official team. Okay. And those are the only people who are licensed to be superheroes on that in that state. Yeah, it's thank stupid. you for that clarity. I guess all the I Texas people have like out. hats. Uh, yeah, we see that Sue unfortunately goes back to read. Um, and then we see 
fucking sharp miss sharp like talking to mm-hmm. tony Stark. i don't know how she has so much access to this man but okay um and at the end it ends with that's a promise and then at the end of my volume um yeah. there's like some branding and one of the big branding concepts was like who said are you on and mm-hmm. that's it that's the comic book yeah that it's ends frustrating so the ending to me i think endings are really difficult to write but i guess i don't know do you have any final thoughts miranda if you want to lead that bit um i think that it was a really interesting idea i think that mm-hmm. in terms of greater ramification it led up to a lot more uh more interesting storylines I just don't think Mark Miller had a good scope of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, I think he wanted a superhero fight. And if that's all he wanted, they could have set up a battle royale. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I agree with you on that. So I found uh, in the Wayback Machine, I found a, a article. I guess my final thoughts, maybe not final thoughts, some thoughts is endings are really hard to write. Mm-hmm with comic books so i do think you have some grace because it's not the end there's always going to be someone picking up the pen after you and writing so there's a little bit of like okay well somebody else is going to like keep writing about this story because it does have ramifications in like the marvel universe but it is very much like a rock'em sock'em and we're here for it but it asks really big questions and it doesn't answer any of them and that's like the difficulty and the frustration where i'm like okay mm-hmm. well we did it it's like it doesn't have to answer them i'm not asking them to answer them i'm asking them to explore them oh yeah it doesn't even do that you're right you know (laughs) like it's it's this whole thing of like the reason cap surrenders is it's very he doesn't surrender to tony stark he surrenders to the first responders Mm -hmm. you know and it's this idea that he looks around and he sees the damage they've caused and he realizes that he's lost the point like Mm -hmm. the reason they were fighting was because he wants to do right by the people you know, mm-hmm. like he wants to do right by the people, but he also like wants to preserve like liberties. And mm-hmm. he's, you know, you know, cause again, his definition of a supervillain is very different from like the law's definition of a supervillain, mm-hmm. you know, and he sees that like, he's gone from being someone that tries to minimize damage and is trying to stop people who are actively causing harm to being the person who's actively causing the harm. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really interesting concept to look at, but you also have to remember that on the other side of it, for a majority of the storyline, he wasn't the one bringing the fight. It's that it was the other side that was bringing the fight to him. Mm-hmm. And it never explores like the culpability of like the heroes on the registration side. Yeah, it's very um, like the law is right and they're wrong. And mm-hmm. but I feel like as a reader, for me in particular, like reading, I'm like, oh, no, like the registration is not the answer to this. But that's the answer we get. Yeah by the end of it right even though it's like a more toned down version of it but it's still that and I think in 2022 when we're talking about it and we talk about like the political climate and like how laws affect people in the long run we know that a law in 2006 that may have not had big like ramifications 10 15 18 years later do because we don't know how that affects anybody yeah and I totally I get I understand like I was just like a one-off like I'm just gonna write it blah 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 but Miller himself has said like every I there was like a million drafts like it was a joke within like our little community that there were so many drafts of this like there's so many drafts of this 
mm-hmm. I want to see the first draft. <laughs> what was what were we working with right right like, like why was this the one that got published and we had multiple ed- editors so what were we working on because mm-hmm. like uh we know from uh frank miller's the dark knight returns it had two editors because one of them left in the middle of the project like well. uh dick Gir- dick dick giordano he left in the middle because he was fighting with frank miller so much like that's why it had uh, that's why Dennis o- O'Neill I think all like signed up to it. You know, it's not surprising. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would have left mid project as well. But we get uh, I have a couple of quotes from him. They're not all super exciting, but some mm-hmm. of the sources were Mark Miller talks about the comic book origins of Captain America: Civil War by Stephen Jewell, published in March 15, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Miller on making Civil War work on screen by Joshua Yale. And then I had another one, but I don't know the title. I just got it from the Wayback Machine. It was just like a quick an interview that he had done with, and I think Newsarama was the the website. Uh, but I think this encapsulates like what we read and what we feel. So the quote goes: "Above all else, this was a beat 'em up featuring every hero in the Marvel universe. <laughs> one of the huge differences between Marvel and DC for me as a wee boy." was that Marvel guys would always meet, fight, and then realize the error of their ways. It was particular, but also very unpredictable and exciting. That was honestly my big intention with the book. Superheroes fighting. Does that get any more lowbrow than that? I'm sorry, but that's what excites my 10-year-old. And I'm heartened to say, to hear realtors and friends tell me how much kids are into it. The closest thing to porn when you're nine years old is seeing the explosion of color with 50 superheroes together in a single image. I used to stare at the insides of my hardback Marvel annuals every year as a little kid on Christmas morning. It it genuinely got me off trying to remember all the names. That's why I insisted on all those big multi-character covers. This was aimed at the eight-year-olds as much as the 40-year-olds. Something happens on every page. No, something does not happen on every page. I'll tell you that right now. Something <laughs> happens within the fight pages of this. There was a, a question here mm-hmm. that I I plucked. And like I did pluck from the interview. If you guys want to find it, just look up Mark Miller, Miller interviews. Uh, so the question was, so how much, if any part of Civil War, is you reflecting upon commenting on the post 9-11 Iraq war era of U.S. history? Key answers. Who cares what I think about the U.S. foreign policy? People just want to see Hercules braining Thor with the fake Molnir. Mjolnir. I'll, Mjolnir. I'll say, I'd say the ultimate, ultimate, it's much more overtly political. As far as I'm concerned, Civil War was accidentally political because I can't, ju- I just can't help myself. So the reason I pulled the full, the whole quote is because this always gets like a partial quote where it says, as far as I'm concerned, civil war has accidentally, was accidentally political because I can't help myself. Yeah. Now I feel like that's fair because most people cannot help themselves on politics and it comes mm-hmm. out in their work, particularly creative work. So I think but- all the frustrations that we have mm-hmm not done on purpose but they make sense in like what he was trying to create and what was put out yeah but here's the thing is that like he doesn't he doesn't say anything oh like he doesn't have anything meaningful to say like it's political because he needed a reason for them to punch each other yeah and it's like i don't know anything about mark miller i don't know anything about this man it's like a human being 
Mm-hmm. But like in my head, I just figure like this guy with like aviator sunglasses being all smarmy and shit and being all like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's political because I just can't help myself. And it's just like, <laughs> no, like comic book. I am a firm believer that comic books should be political. They exist within the context of our time and they are a, they're a way to express the views and beliefs of a people in a very mm-hmm. easily digestible media. But also beyond that, like if you are going to, if you are going to make something that's apolitical, then stick to the bit. If you're going to make something that is political, have something to say on the matter. Mm -hmm. You know, don't do this this stupid like wishy washy, yeah, nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like all I ask, I don't have to agree with what he has to say. I just ask that he has something to say. No, (laughs) you will not get that from Civil War. (laughs) We'll tell you that right now. If you haven't read it. Do I, do you recommend it? No, no, I don't know if I recommend it. I would recommend it for the art. If you want to see fights, Mm -hmm. go into it as it was intended. Um, Don't try to figure it out. Read it for the fight, the fight things that it is and let it die. Let it stay there. This is again, another one of those like, oh, you need to read this book to understand. No, you don't need to read it. Honestly, it just confuses you because you don't know anything. going into it not you me i'm talking about me you go into it because we were like you should read it we're making a movie like, all right i'll read it and it doesn't explore any of the tie-ins because they don't have time to do that and i i understand that mm-hmm. but it's just kind of confusing because you're like well why is there why is this happening like oh you have to look into this and now read 60 other comics to well, understand here's the thing is that they can do a crossover that has a bunch of tie-ins where you don't have to read every single one like mm-hmm. You know, I, my familiarity is with DC, so I'm always going to go back to that, but like you can Mm -hmm. read just the core Blackest Night comics or Darkest Night, whatever it's called, Darkest Night comics without reading all the tie-ins to understand what's Mm -hmm. what the fuck is happening. This right here is emotionally unsatisfying because if you want to get any emotional satisfaction or any depth or any exploration into what's actually happening and what these characters are feeling and thinking you have to read the tie-ins because all this is here for is to give them a stage so that they can punch each other yeah it's very much like the prompt and then everyone else went home and did the assignment yeah and now there's a bunch of other things in existence that probably are more emotionally fulfilling Mm -hmm. uh I don't think I would recommend this as like a staple. You have to read it. I don't think I'd recommend mm-hmm. anything as a staple really because you don't have to do anything, but um, <laughs> we're not your mom. <laughs> yeah, no, you could read whatever you want. Like if you want to read it, go ahead. Um, we're just telling you how we felt about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I, I'm telling you, I forgot everything that happened in this one. At least mm-hmm. Frank Miller's like, I remember that Carrie was there. I remember mm-hmm. that he was like a, like a crotchy old man. I remember it being like kind of sad. Uh, this one I didn't remember anything I was reading I was like okay it's just like a fight fest yeah it's like it's one of those things where it's I think you need to know that it happened and that's it the trans Michael Bay Mm -hmm. of the comics (laughs) like big explosions yeah cool colors right landmarks no longer there Mm -hmm. yeah so that was civil war everyone um Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, this one went by faster. I think we got the pacing down better. Yeah. We'll probably expect that instead of the first go of this. Yeah. I think like, I think we're stronger when we just talk about like the synopsis and then, and then analysis. 
Totally. You know? I agree. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to follow along with us, um, our, the next book that we're going to read is Tower of Babel. I say stop, follow along. Like this is going to be released in real time. In reality, we will have already read it by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> yes. But yeah, we're going to read, read Tower of Babel, <laughs> Justice League. Rent it LA. Buy it. Download it. However you want to read it. It's a buck wild story. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I, have, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to get it from the library. And if they don't have it, I'll have to buy it. But um, the library I'm should have excited. it. Yeah. There's one down the street from. Um, yeah. Read it. Come back. We'll do mm-hmm. analysis. We'll talk about it. We'll set up something so you guys can talk to us. It's not just us talking at you right. uh, and no feedback. Well, I guess I'll have to read, uh, in conclusion to this, I guess I'll have to read another Miller story, Mark Miller specifically, to see if all his stuff is this kind of substance or not. So if you want to follow me on social media, my uh, handle is Orchata Chica uh, on Instagram and on TikTok. Uh, it's mostly just art stuff so just really good process pieces thank you and then Miranda where can the people find you they can find me at Dino Mighty Miranda on TikTok Uh, Dino as in dinosaur mighty as in earth's mightiest heroes Miranda that's my name don't wear it out (laughs) Um, I run a a Batman franchise TikTok account I, I talk about that it's fun it's informational it's all the things you wouldn't look up but it's good to know yeah i like it thank you thank you yeah all right y'all i think that's our episode and we'll talk to y'all next time leave us reviews we'll read them on air oh yeah sorry i forgot about that if you leave a five-star review we'll leave it on air if it's a parody of a man comment (laughs) we will also read that uh if it's an actual man comment we will ignore you Uh, yeah (laughs) pretty much pretty much if it is if it is actively satire We'll read it. And we can discern it. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I'm neurodivergent enough that I take everything seriously. So good luck. Uh, there you go. I'm sensitive enough that I take everything serious. So be nice. Yay. Oh, what's your what's your good thing this week? I forgot. Oh my gosh, we forgot about that. All the last episode uh, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring it back to this episode. All right. Um, my good thing is my family is coming up to visit me in a few weeks Aww. and uh which means uh I'm really excited to see them all that but also uh I am very awkward and so I haven't built a relationship with a comic book store where I live now so my dad's has been buying my, my dad has been buying my comics from his comic book store mm-hmm. so I'm going to get all of those comics <laughs> yay I'm gonna get gonna have like, so much stuff four months of comics including the Jurassic League. It's uh, DC released uh, a Justice League as dinosaurs. Yes. I looked them up last time. I am. It sounds like a good time. I'm stoked. They look like they came out of, um, what's it called? Uh, with Littlefoot and Sally. The and Land Before Ducky. Time. Yes, Land Before Time. They look like the Land Before Time dinosaurs. They do. They're cute. Yeah. What's your, what's your good thing? Little uh, costumes. Uh, what is my good thing this week? Oh, I gotta think about it. Oh, my my family came over yesterday and we played Mario Party and it was very fun. I was losing, I was in fourth, third place. Mm-hmm. There's four of us. So I was third place for like the whole game and I was like, I'm gonna lose because I got my star jacked 
and then at the end I got a bunch of like bonuses so I ended up being second place which was nice (laughs) one of mine was the most unluckiest because I kept landing on unlucky squares or circles so oh my goodness anyway all the unlucky ended up to a good thing so (laughs) taking that for the rest of the week nice all right now we can end the podcast we will see you all or talk to you all later and have a good week bye Hi, this is Miranda from the future. If you would like to contact us, you can reach us at our email. We are thesidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat, thesidekicks, capital T, capital S, capital K, all one word at gmail.com. And if you would like to follow us on social media, our handle on Instagram is thesidekicks, all one word. I would like to thank you for listening. This has really been a labor of love and thank you for supporting us. Bye.